Hello, everyone. My name is Caleb Cooperite, and I am the current news director at WRSU. You are listening to a special edition of Nightbeat featuring an interview with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. Our former news director, Joey Block, is the one who secured the interview and had the ability to talk to our governor. And we are very happy that he finally got this interview and this chance to speak with Phil Murphy because he's been trying to get the opportunity to speak with him all year. Um, They talked about masks, uh, college sports coming back and returning in the fall, and also how students are going to come back when the fall 2020 semester begins as well. So without further ado, here's Joey Block with Governor Phil Murphy. So I want to start off by asking you, uh, you announced this week that outdoor graduations can resume starting July 6th. However, there's a lot of schools that haven't really partaken in that. What's your reaction to that? I'm not terribly surprised, Joey. This has been one of the most unusual um, periods in the history of our country and certainly in the history of our state. So I think people are still coming to grips. I had a son who graduated virtually from college on Saturday, uh, unlike anything uh, any of us have gone through. We'll see. I mean, I think a lot of districts will take us up on it, but we wanted to make sure for the folks who felt strongly about an in-person ceremony richly deserved that they had a chance to to do that. So moving into more colleges and universities, a lot of them are looking to open up starting in for the fall semester. Can Can you see Rutgers going back with students in the fall on campus? I mean, I can't speak for Rutgers, so this is not, uh, uh, that's not uh, my my point. Can I see uh, higher education as a general matter, including Rutgers, recommencing under some uh, new normal, uh, assuming the health metrics continue to go in the right direction? Yes, I can. I, I don't think that's a decision we have to make right now, but I do think it's a decision that has to be made you know, sooner than later. You know, we've signaled that we want to make a decision on pre-K through 12 education by the middle of June. I would have thought that higher education would be uh, in a similar uh, timetable, but I would hope that we can. And is that still a possibility? Absolutely. Now, there's many people who have said that the only way to do this is by the creation of a vaccine for COVID-19. Is that something that you agree with, or do you think there's other mitigation efforts that can be used to make this happen? I don't think we're going to have a vaccine by the fall. So, and I I say that as a non-medical expert, but based on all the inputs that we get and all the people with whom we speak from Tony Tony Fauci on on down through the system. um, So that's first point. I don't think we should be predicating uh, anything on, on, on a va- vaccine this fall. And believe me, if I'm wrong, I'll be, be the happiest guy in New Jersey, if not America. Um, I do think, however, that we have right now an awareness and an infrastructure that we didn't have a couple months ago. So awareness in, in meaning that social distancing has become kind of a new normal, that we don't shake hands and hug and kiss like we used to, that we, we're, we're wearing face coverings we're washing our hands with soap. So there's a behavioral change that just wasn't there a few months ago. And then secondly, um, there's there's really three things here that's different. Uh, Secondly, we've got the testing and we will have the contact tracing infrastructure in place that we just didn't have as a country or as a state. Uh, We're now doing over 20,000 tests a day. 
That means, why is that important? That means we can quickly spot a flare-up. The contact tracers can get on the phone and figure out who else might be infected. And then there's a plan for isolation. So you could basically corner or ring fence any flare-ups. And then thirdly, while, while I'm pretty sure I'm right about vaccines, I'm not sure I'm right that there won't be therapeutics the drugs are becoming increasingly available. I'm not, I'm not a medical expert, and I can't promise you when, but when I say um, uh, available for COVID-19, not for, hey, it, it, it works on malaria, we think it might work on COVID-19. No, I mean something that's literally tested, has gone through trials, and is directly for uh, COVID-19 complications. So for all those reasons, and as much as I would be dying for a vaccine, believe me, uh, I think we can figure out a way uh, to get through this uh, until we get one. So going off of that, what do you think the parameters would look like for a possible reopening of universities and colleges in the fall, pending that the health and safety is in line with that? Yeah, I'm not sure I know yet, to be honest with you. I'm not sure anyone really knows, uh, Joey. I mean, I my daughter is a rising third year at University of Virginia. I just saw some information that came out from there. I've got a son who's going to be a sophomore at Princeton. I'll be on a board call with them on uh, Saturday. Clearly, Rutgers, John, new, new president Jonathan Holloway is on our reopening recovery commission. I, I think it's a, you know, the, the, I'll tell you what I, I think is the hardest not to crack, uh, particularly given we have, we have gone from nowhere to almost leading the nation in testing. We'll have We'll have a very robust contact tracing and isolation program in place. The biggest nut to crack in education, period, not just Rutgers or higher ed, is unwitting asymptomatic transmittal of the virus from young, healthy people to older educators, professors, administrators, and or to uh, folks who have other underlying health challenges. That's what I think we all collectively have to uh, plan best for. So that could be certainly social distancing. It could be virtual. Uh, It it could be a combination of a number of things. That, to me, is the biggest um, question yet to be answered. Now, moving into college sports, obviously a big market for these schools, especially Rutgers, and especially since the uncertainty with whether students are going to be back in the fall here, do you see college sports coming back? And if so, with or without fans? Again, probably, Joey, too early to tell. I would hope we could see college sports back, but you've also got not just what New Jersey thinks. You've got, in Rutgers' case, you've got Big Ten questions and what other schools are doing. I saw the president of Michigan the other day say, that if students aren't back on campus, uh, they couldn't see having sports being played. Um, forget for a minute about whether or not that is something that would work for Rutgers. You know, you, you, if you take Michigan off the field, then you've got, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that as a conference? I would love, we're going to give, you know, we've given guidance on professional sports. We're going to give guidance, I think, in the next number of days and other sports I would love to see us back in business on sports for a number of reasons, including our mental health, uh, you know, reasons. Um, if we could do it responsibly and safely, count me in. 
will there be fans? I think it's too early to say one way or the other. Um, I don't think we need to make that decision now. And frankly, I don't think we can make it now. I will say this, that out of doors, sports and activities are easier to deal with than indoors. And so that's something that I think we all have to keep in mind. I read something yesterday, the virus is 19 times more likely to connect indoors than it is outdoors. And I think we have to keep things like that in mind. Uh, now, I know you said that you were talking with incoming Rutgers president Jonathan Holloway, but in regards to college sports, have you been in any contact with athletics director Pat Hobbs? I've not spoken to Pat about this yet. I have not. I've spoken to Coach Ciano uh, and congratulated him on uh, an extraordinary uh, spring recruiting season, in both for his class of 20 and class of 21. Uh, but the answer is not yet. So Rutgers is obviously taking a big financial hit as a result of the pandemic. Is the state in any way looking into ways to help out with that, whether it's lobbying for federal funds or directing direct state funds into helping state universities? Yeah, I mean, all of the above. We already have and we will continue to getting federal assistance for higher ed, frankly, directly to the state of New Jersey, to municipalities, counties, education more generally. Uh, we, we can't do it alone. There's no amount of money any American state has that can make up for the hole that's been created by, you know, this is the biggest health crisis in our country's history, and it's the biggest now economic crisis in our country's history, and, and that hits in every corner of our economy and society, and including in education, specifically in higher ed. So we'll do everything we can as a state, uh, but we need the feds in a big way. Finally, here on the regards to masks, you've been saying, you even said at your press conference yesterday that it's a big game changer and that a lot of people should be doing, especially in Hong Kong, since they had a lower um, amount of deaths as a result, only four. So what is your message to people who say, I don't want to wear a mask, especially maybe those listening to the program or even the fact, what is your thoughts on trying to get N95 masks to everyone? Yeah, I don't know that you need an N95. Obviously, that's the, the Rolls-Royce of masks. Uh, but I think face coverings generally uh, that cover your nose and your mouth and, and, and don't, allow, don't allow a lot of leeway or space between the face covering and your face. I mean, I, I think it's just it's going to become part of the new normal. Um, not, not, not necessarily always, but it's going to be certainly until we have a vaccine. It's going to be something that we're going to find much more natural as we go forward. Um, you know, they, did, they weren't wearing them. And there were some in, in, in Hong Kong. I shouldn't say they weren't wearing them. But, boy, when bird flu came through and SARS came through, uh, it became a natural act. And so it was very easy for them, uh, the residents there, to, and I, I lived there for a few years of my life, it was very easy for them to reflectively put the face covering on. You know, think back to pre-9-11 and all the – differences in the, what the world looked like then and the standing in the TSA line at the airport and taking your shoes off and all, you know, n none of us wanted to do that either, but it's become part of uh, our regular habit because we know it's the right thing to do. Uh, and I think this uh, face covering, social distancing, washing hands with soap and water, not shaking hands and hugging as much, I think that's all going to be part of our new normal going forward. Governor Phil Murphy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, are you always. Thank you, Joey.
Coming up, incoming news director Caleb Kubrick and I will be breaking down my discussion with Governor Murphy, as well as what's next for New Jersey in the coming weeks. That's here on WRSU-FM New Brunswick. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey there, this is Herb Sutton inviting you to listen to Sutton Country Weekend Mornings, 6 to 10 Saturday, 6 to 9 on Sunday. We play classic country music and the ones that will be classics. We sprinkle it with some bluegrass music. That, my friends, makes the right recipe to kickstart your weekend mornings. That's Southern Country, Saturday, 6 to 10 a.m., Sunday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WRSU 88.7 FM, Around the Dial, and WRSU.org, Around the World. Welcome back to Nightbeat. My name is Caleb Kubright. This is a special edition of Nightbeat. We just had a, our former news director, Joey Block, talk to the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy. It was a fantastic interview touching on all kinds of subjects and angles when it comes to the coronavirus and how people are going to be reacting to the coronavirus come fall 2020 when we're hoping for a full opening at Rutgers. We're hoping, we're hoping for a full sports season as well. And now joining me to break down his interview with Governor Phil Murphy is Joey Block. Joey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, Caleb? Joey, I'm hanging in there. Um, I thought I'd start by asking, uh, what exactly do you think the new normal will possibly look like when it comes to Rutgers fall 2020? Murphy said he wanted to make a decision around mid-June when it comes to both, uh, you know, K-8, through high school, and higher education. So... How do you think schools will adapt to the coronavirus in the fall? Yeah, that's a very good question, Caleb, and that's why I really extensively wanted to talk to the governor about that, and that's why I asked about the whole masks thing, since the governor said it was pretty much a new normal, which was something that was found I found very interesting, considering the fact that he compared it to 9-11, and he also cited Hong Kong back when he lived there during his time as a golden Goldman Sachs representative and executive. So it was very interesting to see how he compared those two things together. And then in regards to schools, well, I asked him about the vaccine since a lot of people have said, we can't go back if there's no vaccine. I'm not sending my kid. We're not doing that. But he, he, he seemed like one, he wasn't sure about the vaccine. And what was interesting is he kind of did left the door open for a reopening because he flat out said yes if the health if there's the right health protocol in place then we're going to be reopening which that's certainly a piece of news right there for sure uh, a lot of big things and also outdoor sports was also 
a big thing he talked about, that the outdoor is better than the indoors in regards to sports. So that's some stuff we're going to have to watch there, Caleb. Yeah, so he mentioned that he really can't make a decision when it comes to Rutgers and college sports just yet because things seem so uncertain. So what do you think will be the signs that the governor will observe and see and be able to make these different calls when it comes to higher education and college sports? Yeah, so it looks like there's going to be a couple of signs there. The governor really touted testing within my interview He said up to 20,000 tests a day, and they're going to be using a lot of testing, contact tracing. That's really what he's been pushing, especially the last couple of days here. And about less than an hour or so, he's going to be doing another press conference where he's expected to make announcements about plans for reopening some things. Now, yesterday, he wouldn't really tell you what we were going to be talking about there. He wasn't sure, or at least he wouldn't tell us, whether... It was going to be this thing or that thing. Even said at the press conference, well, there's some things we're not going to really have some great timelines for. But in terms of schools, good news there because he pretty much left the door open for a possible decision on that in June for for high school and middle school and all those schooling. So higher education might be able to be you know, it might be an announcement for that. So that's something we're going to have to watch as we go through the summer months here and especially going into June, since that seems to be the make or break it in terms of that. And in regards to graduations, what I found interesting about that was a lot of people didn't really take them up on this offer. A lot of clamoring online, a lot of people saying we really want these graduations didn't happen. And the governor didn't seem very discouraged by it. He's just like, oh, all right. I gave him the option. So I think that's what we're going to be watching there. In regards to parents wanting to send their kids back to school at all, that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I think that a lot of people are certainly hesitant when it comes to sending their kids back to Rutgers or even back to high school, elementary school, because, of course, these are all different places where people are in very close proximity to one another. So how do you think Governor Murphy um, will also advise sporting institutions too do you think that we might see a season without fans um because he also mentioned how the mental health has definitely been a crisis within this crisis and sports can be something that can bring back a a lot of hope and a lot of optimism to a lot of people so how do you think sports is going to rebound after the coronavirus well caleb it's a little hard to say on that since the governor wouldn't give me a straight answer on that he went on the fan Uh, A couple days ago, pretty much saying we're not there yet. When asked about bringing athletes back to campus, I asked him whether he talked to Pat Hobbs, our athletics director. Mm -hmm. He said no. But the interesting thing is I want to point out here is he did talk to head coach Greg Schiano. Now, just to give a little background to everybody who's been listening, Greg Schiano was a coach back in the 2000s at Rutgers High Point as the uh, great football team and got them into the Big Ten. And then he left to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, recently when Chris Ash was fired in September, they need a new coach. A lot of people want Shiano. They were kind of at the negotiating table, President Robert Barchi and Greg Shiano, And then they kind of had some disagreements and Shiano walked away. Now, why am I talking about this all the background? Well, here's why. Because Governor Murphy personally intervened to make this happen. So he is a big believer in Rutgers sports and making that happen. And the reason why, it's a big 
economic engine for the state. A lot of people come in across the country to see those games, as well as the advertising that goes on TV, the Big Ten interacting. That is also why. And you could also argue it's a political thing as well, because he's a Democratic politician. And a lot of Democratic politicians, what do they need? Young voters. And where do young voters go? Rutgers. So that is, I think, a lot of what we're going to be seeing there. And college sports, getting back to your question, you know, it's hard to see. But again, he hinted at the outdoor that it might be easier because he's also talked about opening outdoor dining, which is a possibility and not so much the indoor dining or the indoor venues. And we're doing drive-in movies now at a lot of states and he has a lot of drive-in caravans which he's approved so those are the things we're going to be watching as we are going into the summer and that's going to really be the make or break of whether there's a spike or not and some people have said there may be a spike especially when he opened the beaches people weren't sure but it seemed like based on the reports the governor got that people were obeying the rules and everyone was doing what they're supposed to be doing and that's what he's and his team are going to be looking at, whether people keep doing that. And that's probably going to determine sports because sports, loud noises. Well, here's the thing about that. The coronavirus, the louder you are, the more the droplets spread. The six-foot distance, it doesn't work. It can be up to nine feet if you're a loud person, if you're cheering and they're sweating. So a lot of things you have to be taking consideration when you're opening sports. Is it going to be social distances? Are people going to have to wear masks? The rule's going to have to be a little different. Football might be a little harder. Baseball, there's already plans to do it, and that's a little easier. But it's the high-contact sports that may have to wait. There's going to be more plans as we go around. Since all the professional sports leagues are putting them out and the governor's put his support behind that, especially since we have two major football teams in the state, we have the New York Giants and the New York Jets at the Meadowlands. And, again, economic driver, so – those are the things that are probably going to be put in place for sports, Caleb. Yeah, so it seems that Governor Murphy was uncertain about a lot of things, especially sports, as you mentioned. Um, but he's certain that we definitely need some help from the federal government when it comes to the New Jersey economy. So how do you think Governor Murphy uh, will use some of the federal assistance um, to help with the uh, the battle with coronavirus, to help small businesses get back on their feet, or how is New Jersey going to come back um, economically from the coronavirus? Yeah, he's kind of hinted at that a little bit in my interview. When I asked him whether he was doing any federal lobbying efforts or direct state funds from the legislature, and he pretty much said yes to all those for higher education, and that's kind of what he's looking to do now. And a big thing that he got from the federal government, which it was kind of breaking news at his press conference uh, this week was Trump extended National Guard funding through August. So and that's really helpful for tracking the coronavirus for long term care facilities, which if that gets under control, the more things that can open, which is really a big thing there. And the economics is a lot of people have been looking into that, trying to get more stimulus. Again, Congress has been looking at some of those. Governor Murphy's been a big push in the HEROES Act, and hopefully that's going to be what he's looking for there. But we ha- we're going to have to wait and see because also people like Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, he's not a big fan of doing federal funding to states. And if you recall, Caleb, back earlier in April, he said, why are we bankrupting? Why are we bailing out these blue states? Let them go bankrupt. 
who needs them. That was pretty much the gist of what he said. And the governor called him out for it, pretty much saying, come on, man, what's the point? So that it's going to be a little bit of these political battles, but hopefully they can have some bipartisanship to where we can get some federal funding into that as well as small businesses. Since again, there's the, the payment protection program, the payroll protection program. They, they've really been putting that in place by the federal government, as well as the small business administration giving loans out initially. And that is what I think the governor is going to be putting in place since he is a, he's a former Goldman Sachs executive. He's thinking about these things. So he hasn't, He's going to probably put more out there as we go along. But that's pretty much what I see happening, Caleb. Yeah, so the economy is still definitely a big question on people's minds. But we've also been really wondering about the future. You know, recently the White House's coronavirus task force has seemed to be almost fading out of the public spotlight as members like Deborah Burks, Anthony Fauci, and Jerome Adams really haven't been seen on TV so much. So after speaking with Governor Murphy... Do you think that the U.S. is getting ready to move past the pandemic and look towards the future? Or do you think that someone like Governor Murphy is still really focused on the present and making sure that we have all the available tools and resources to combat the virus? Well, I think he's doing a little bit of both here since he's kind of hinted at the reopening because that's the trend right now, right? Everyone wants to see things reopen and it's all about the economy and we have to get it going. And again, He's a Goldman Sachs guy, so he wants this to happen. However, he is a little bit of a cautious person there. He does not want this to get out of control, so there's a lot of contact tracing. And they're being a little cautious with the reopening compared to other states. We're not like Alaska, where everything is open up in Wisconsin. We're not like Georgia, we're opening up like crazy, but he is opening things up. Now, I think if there's a flare-up, for example, at the beaches, if this Memorial Day weekend turns out that there are a lot of cases coming through which we would be seeing that fairly soon and the result of that then he'll close the beaches and make everyone sit at home again i don't think that's something that he's against i don't think he's going to publicly say that but i think that's something that he's going to put in and he's looking at all these things to see what that the health experts he's listening to all of them he mentioned anthony fauci is someone he really talks to and he also has Health Commissioner Judy Persichelli, who has been advising him on these issues, he is definitely making these informed decisions based on the health data. Data-driven, data-driven. That's really something he drives home. He's looking at hospitalizations. He's looking at the amount of deaths, the amount of cases, the rises, what's going on in the north region, what's going on in the central region, what's going on in the south region, which was up until recently, that was the thing that was really spiking while the other parts of the state were going a little lower. So, that is what the governor is doing, although he's not doing a regional approach like in New York with New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, because that's a larger state while New Jersey's a smaller one. So it, Governor Murphy's theory is if you drive, if you can drive from north to south, well, you can't open up the north and then everyone from the south drive up there. That just wouldn't seem very feasible. So that's where I, that's where I see the governor going with this, Caleb. Joey Block, thank you so much for the interview. Uh, I think it was a fantastic opportunity, um, especially being the former news director. I think you have done a wonderful job interviewing people like Lester Holt and Governor Phil Murphy. So on behalf of WRSU and WRSU News, we just wanted to say thank you very much. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate that. And this has been a special edition of Nightbeat. 
Thank you to Governor Murphy for speaking with us and former news director Joey Block for reaching out. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to check out the interview again, tune into WRSU again tonight at 6 p.m. Plus, catch our commencement coverage this Sunday starting at 1.30 p.m. with WRSU members Bennett, Kelly, Tommy, and Tiana. Thanks once again, everyone, and please stay safe. The WRSU crew is back. Although it's been tough not seeing our Scarlet Knights in action these past few months, the entire WRSU sports department is here with the latest news and analysis to get you through this quarantine. Tune in and listen to the crew every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 88.7 WRSU-FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. At 88.7 since 1974. And online at WRSU.org. This is WRSU-FM New Brunswick.